If you want to transform your body, mind, and spirit, then you are right where you need to be. Welcome to the podcast, the official podcast of Pullman Fitness, hosted by your coach, Adam Pullman. What's up, party people? Welcome to this episode of the podcast. Hey, this is the show where all of your health, fitness, and nutrition questions are answered. In today's episode, we're going to be talking through your metabolism, energy expenditure, and what that means for you as you are trying to lose body fat. So if you've had questions about how your metabolism works, what are the different things that make up your metabolism, how you can make it faster, how you can avoid slowing it down, yada, 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 this is probably the episode for you. My goal is to have you leave uh, after listening to this episode with a better understanding of how that works so you can kind of filter through uh, all the noise that's out there on social media and feel uh, less overwhelmed. And then obviously have a better understanding of what you need to do to lose the fat that you want to lose. So today's episode is just going to be this topic that I'm bringing in, but more often than not, I'm answering your questions. So if you have a question that you would like to have answered, whether it's about fitness, nutrition, fat loss, mindset, uh, really anything uh, along those, those fronts, go ahead and go to my Instagram story on Sundays and you will see a question box that says, ask me anything. That is your green light to submit as many, honestly, health, fitness, and nutrition questions uh, as you would like. I'll answer them both there on the story as well as here on the show. If you're not following me already, my Instagram handle is Adam Pullman. That's P-O-E-H-L-M-A-N-N, Adam Pullman underscore P-T. That's where you'll find me on Instagram. And like I said, every Sunday you will see the question box there on my story. So that's how you go ahead and get that done and submit those uh, questions. Before we get into the topic, for those of you listening, um, not long ago, I think it was last week, maybe two weeks ago, I put out an episode on cardio and whether or not it kills your gains. If you've listened to that or not, and you have an interest in figuring out how you can implement cardio in your routine without having a negative impact on your strength, your ability to build muscle, your body composition, all that good stuff, go ahead and shoot me a message on Instagram with the word cardio and I will send you a uh, free cardio training that I just put together last week um, that'll walk you through how to implement that into your program properly. So that way you can get leaner without losing your strength, without losing any muscle, um, more efficiently and effectively. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the topic of your metabolism and what that means for fat loss. The very first thing, at least in my opinion, that we need to go over is some common ground on what we mean by metabolism, because it's a word that's thrown around a lot with a couple of different meanings. So usually when people speak of metabolism, what they're actually talking about or trying to communicate is the, the calories that they burn throughout the day, their total daily energy expenditure, which is separate in a sense from metabolism. Your metabolism is one component of your total daily energy expenditure. Okay, so we're going to be talking about both today, metabolism and energy expenditure, total daily energy expenditure. But before we get into it, I want to make sure that it's clear that when I'm talking about metabolism, I'm like when I say the word metabolism, I'm talking about your basal metabolic rate, the amount of calories that it uh, that your body requires to basically uh, keep you alive. Right. So the amount of calories that you burn at rest. I am not talking about the extra calories that are burned on top of that through, let's say, activity thermic effective food, all that stuff. Metabolism, when I say that word, I'm talking about your BMR, resting metabolic rate, basal metabolic rate. When I am talking about energy expenditure, I'm talking about the total amount of calories that you burn throughout the day, including your basal metabolic rate, including your metabolism. 
So I want to make that clear first. Uh, and I think that's super important because a lot of people will throw around the word metabolism, especially when they're having a hard time reaching their goals. And they'll say, oh, my, my metabolism is just super slow or so-and-so has a very fast metabolism. And that can lead people to believe that the amount of calories that they burn throughout the day is entirely out of their control. Um, and therefore they don't take action on those things because if it's out of your control, why take action? Why do anything uh, on your own to try to adjust that if it's completely out of your control, right? So I wanna kind of separate those two things so we can understand that there is still a lot more that you can be doing to improve your total daily energy expenditure, which is separate or different, I should say, from your metabolism, your basal metabolic rate, okay? So let's first talk about your metabolism, basal metabolic rate. This portion of your total daily energy expenditure can make up upwards of 60 to maybe even 70% of the calories that you burn throughout the day. Okay, these are the, uh, this is basically what is required energy-wise, calorie-wise. When I say energy, I'm talking about calories. Uh, energy-wise for you to just keep yourself functioning, all right? So if you were to, let's say, wake up um, and you were to not move a muscle and just lay in bed all day long, the amount of calories that you burn would be a part of your uh, your basal metabolic rate because you're not doing anything. You're just laying there. You're, you're basically just existing. So that is a massive chunk. It's the large majority of the total calories that you burn throughout the day. Now, with this talk about metabolism, I'm sure there are some, some thoughts in your mind of like, okay, well, what makes it faster? What makes it slower? Uh, your metabolic rate, your basal metabolic rate is largely determined by your size. Okay, that is the, the single greatest determining factor. The more tissue that your body has, the more metabolizable tissue that your uh, body has, or I should say tissue with metabolizable energy, um, the, the more energy your body needs to maintain that, even if it's body fat, okay? So um, someone who has, let's say, let's say a version of you uh, that is 50 pounds heavier, um, whether it's muscle, fat, or both, is going to require more energy to maintain those tissues, to maintain that weight. Okay. Um, so your body composition change is going to be the single greatest determining factor of your metabolism. So this is what people sometimes can experience when they lose weight, right? Especially significant weight loss. So let's say, you know, a 250 pound obese individual drops hundred pounds, drops 80 pounds. They are going to have a decrease in basal metabolic rate not because anything is wrong with them, not because their body is broken, not because their metabolism is damaged and they need to quote unquote fix it. It's just simply because their body has less tissue to maintain. Therefore, the body needs less energy. You can kind of think about it like this, right? Imagine cars are able to transform and they're able to turn into something different, right? Somewhat different. Let's say you start out with a semi-truck, right? A semi-truck requires a lot of fuel not only because it's pulling a lot of weight, but it just is, it's big itself. And so it needs a lot of fuel to be able to make that thing run, right? Whereas a Prius or let's say a smart car, whatever, is very, very small. It's very light, doesn't have a lot of power. It's very efficient. And that is going to require less energy to maintain and run, um, whether the car is moving or whether the car is stopped. If you take a semi-truck stop, just in neutral running, it's going to use up more gas than the Prius would just sitting there running. Um, same thing if they're both going 40 miles an hour, right? So that's that's a very rough analogy and a way you can kind of think about this. As you are larger, 
again, whether it's muscle, fat, or both, you're going to require more energy. As you are smaller, you're going to require less energy. So there is a slowing down of metabolism as you lose weight, a slowing down of BMR as you lose weight. But again, that's not because anything is broken or wrong or imbalanced inside of you. It's just simply because you, your, your body is smaller, which means it now requires less energy to maintain. Now, aside from your size or the amount of you know, mass or tissue that you have, which is by far and away the, the, the single greatest contributing factor, um, there are other things that can have an impact, like let's say your, your hormones, right? If you have something off hormonally, that may have an impact. Though I will say that it's much, much smaller than people uh, believe it to be, like far, far, far smaller. Um, especially when, it, when comparing it to changes in body composition, changes in size, right? So the only thing in my opinion that you need to really focus on right now or worry about um, or just try to keep in mind is that as you lose weight, as you gain weight, so as you lose weight, your metabolic rate is going to go down. As you gain weight, your metabolic rate is going to go up simply because your body has more tissue to now um, uh, maintain. I don't want to get lost in the weeds with hormones because that can change depending on what's going on. Um, and we don't even know if you have anything going on. So that's definitely a conversation that you should have between uh, you and your your dietitian, you and your doctor, whomever it is, uh, if you do truly have something off hormonally. And here's the thing, like though I'm far more in the camp that is going to say that your struggle with fat loss is likely to do, is, is much more likely to do with your behaviors um, and your, your lack of awareness around your nutrition than it is something internally like your hormones. Um, I am a huge fan of getting checked regularly. Every, I would say like, you know, six months every year, just have everything checked. So at the very least, you know that it's not your hormones that are off and you know that everything outside of that you need to change to get to where you want to be and it's in your control. Or you know that something is off hormonally and you're going to get the proper care and treatment to adjust those things so then you can reap the rewards of your efforts when it comes to your your lifestyle and your nutrition. Okay, so I'm kind of like losing track of exactly where I was in order in my mind, but that's okay. Um, so that's that's the metabolism piece. Okay, again, that's a good 60-70% of the, the calories that you burn throughout the day. That's a good 60-70% to 70% of your total daily energy expenditure. Okay, now we have a few other components that make up the remainder of your total daily energy expenditure. Three other components. The first one is your thermic effect of food. Your thermic effect of food is just the energy that your body uses to break down, digest the food that you consume. All right. And this is largely determined by diet quality. So someone who has a better diet quality is going to have a higher thermic effect of food, as well as um, your body fat percentage, how lean you are. Okay. So those are the two factors that will determine the uh, the the size of your thermic effective food, how many calories you burn through your thermic effective food. So let's say we have two ends of a spectrum um, <clears throat> or two extremes. Person A is significantly overweight, has a very high body fat percentage um, and has a very low quality diet, right? A lot of highly processed foods, very little protein, very little fruits and veggies, very little fiber. They're gonna have a lower thermic effective food. Whereas let's say someone who is nearly stage ready, they're very, very, very lean, they have a lot of muscle and they have a very high quality diet, they're going to have a higher thermic effect of food. Now, your thermic effect of food can make up a good well, 10% or so of your total daily energy expenditure. So compared to your basal metabolic rate, it's a very, very small portion. But compared to the rest, it's a, it's a decent size. However, the next greatest 
contributing factor to your total daily energy expenditure outside of your metabolism, um, your BMR, is your your NEAT, what is called NEAT. And that stands for non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Now, all that is, is the, the calories that are burned through activity that is not formal exercise. So as I'm sitting here talking and I'm moving my hands, I'm fidgeting my legs, maybe I'm going to go to the, the fridge and fill up my water bottle, the steps required there, vacuum a little bit later, do some laundry, all of that would fall into the category of NEAT, non-exercise activity thermogenesis, okay? A, a very easy way that we keep track of non-exercise activity thermogenesis is just through steps, right? Walking. And this would be walking that's outside of formal uh, exercise or formal activity, right? So if you went on a, a vigorous run, that would count towards your exercise acti activity thermogenesis, which we'll talk about later, not so much your NEAT. So we're just talking about movement or steps throughout the day that are outside of formal activity. Now, this chunk of your total daily energy expenditure is significant compared to thermic effective food and eat or ex act exercise activity thermogenesis, which is kind of funny that it's uh, it's called that. But this can make up, you know, a good 10, 15, maybe even 20%, depending on your lifestyle of your total daily energy expenditure. Okay. Now, one thing that you need to keep in mind here, I know this is audio, so you don't have the visual of the chart, but these percentages can change, you know, based on how you live your life, right? How you live your lifestyle. So let's say, um, this is an extreme example, but let's say someone does, you know, four hours of vigorous exercise every day. Um, and outside of that vigorous exercise, they're extremely sedentary. Their exercise activity thermogenesis or the amount of calories that they burn through exercise is going to be a larger percentage of their total daily energy expenditure than their NEAT is because they're very sedentary outside of their workouts, but they're burning a stupid amount of calories in their workouts, right? But that's that's not the majority of it. That, that's probably none of us, okay? So we'll talk about a little bit more about what this breakdown means for you specifically as um, I will say an average person, meaning you're not an extreme athlete. You're just an everyday person that is trying to be fitter, healthier, leaner, stronger, all that good stuff. So I don't remember exactly where I was, but non-exercise activity thermogenesis, it's a big chunk of the total uh, calories that you burn throughout the day. And we typically take a look at that through steps and lifestyle. Now, this is the thing that I always encourage clients to increase before adding extra workouts, simply because extra workouts, um, there are cons to extra workouts. All right. And I will talk about the cons outside of the adaptation that it gives to your body because that's an obvious pro. A con to an extra workout is the extra time that it takes to get to the gym, right? Driving to the gym, driving back, the work, the, the time that it actually takes in the gym. Uh, another con is potentially impacted, um, negatively impacted recovery. Okay, that's another con of trying to get another workout in. And then a third one is just simply, it's going to be a very small portion of the total calories that you're burn, you burn throughout the day. So this is why I always encourage my clients in adding more movement that is encouraging them to sit less throughout the day rather than adding more workouts and staying just as sedentary. So for example, I might encourage, you know, Joe Schmo um, to, you know, instead of staying at 5,000 steps and get six workouts in instead of three, I would encourage him to stay at the three workouts and work on getting 10,000 steps a day. Make sense, right? We also want to consider that because it's going to be more sustainable. Not many people can sustain six, seven vigorous workouts every single day um, unless they just absolutely love 
exercising. But even if they could, I would still encourage that person to just sit less. Simply sitting less, there are a lot of health uh, benefits that come from sitting less. Our bodies are not designed to sit and stay still. I mean, look at us, right? We have these legs that can allow us to do great things, uh, arms, muscles that allow us to move these objects, move these things, utilize the tools in our lives to make our lives better. We're not, we're not designed to just sit, okay? We need to be moving. I, I heard this analogy once that the body is, is like a, um, uh, uh, a body of water, right? When you have that water flowing, the, the, the water is healthy. It's, it's, it's clear. It doesn't have any contaminants or anything bad in it. Um, but when it's still, it just turns into this cesspool and bacteria grows in there. It's not going to be water that you want to go in and drink. Um, it's kind of similar with the body, right? We are designed to move. We are not designed to turn into a cesspool. Okay. And that's what we can kind of turn into when we just sit all the time. All right. So anyway, non-exercise activity thermogenesis, the next biggest chunk of your metabolism. So we have BMR being the biggest chunk. This is what your BMR would be your resting energy expenditure because you are resting. Then the next section is your non-resting energy expenditure. Non-resting energy expenditure consists of the, fir the, the first two things that we talked about, or the second two things, your thermic effective food and your NEAT, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And the third component of non-resting energy expenditure is your EAT, your exercise activity thermogenesis. And based on what I've said earlier, I'm sure you are uh, able to guess that that is just the calories that you burn through formal workouts, formal exercise. You go to the gym, get a lifting session in, the calories you burn from that would be a part of your EAT. Let's say you do um, a boot camp class, you do a cardio session, whatever it is, the calories you burn there would be a part of your EAT, your exercise activity thermogenesis. Now, this is the smallest portion usually because of just how we live our lives, right? Of your total daily energy expenditure around 5%. Okay. Again, it could be a greater percent if you have someone that's extremely sedentary, but works out a crazy amount of hours every single day. But that's not most of us. Most of us are training anywhere from 30 minutes to maybe two hours. And the rest of our day, um, we are not formally exercising. Okay. So even for someone who is on the higher end of working out two hours a day, your NEAT is still going to make up a larger portion um, most likely of your total daily calorie expenditure, energy expenditure, which is why it's important just to sit less, not just work out more. So breaking this all down one more time before we talk about what this means for your fat loss, the total calories that you burn throughout the day is your total daily energy expenditure. Your total daily energy expenditure consists of two components, your resting energy expenditure and your non-resting energy expenditure. Your BMR, your basal metabolic rate makes up all of your resting energy expenditure. That's the calories that you burn at rest. The, your, your NEAT, non-exercise activity thermogenesis, thermic effective food, and your exercise acti activity thermogenesis are the three components that make up your non-resting energy expenditure, okay? So when we talk about metabolism, we're talking about BMR, but a lot of people will confuse metabolism with the total daily energy expenditure, the amount of calories that they burn throughout the day, both through resting, energy expenditure and non-resting energy expenditure, but that's not exactly how that works. Metabolism is just your BMR. This is why you hear a lot of people say, oh, they, they, can, they have a super fast metabolism. They can eat whatever they want. When what's really going on is they're far more active and they fidget a lot more. Um, and you're only also judging one meal that they had. You're not looking at their whole entire day as well as the activity for the whole rest of their day. So for you, it feels like you just look at a cookie and gain weight. It's not so much that your metabolism's slow. It's more so that you just have a very sedentary lifestyle. And to be frank, it's just easier to tell yourself that you have a slow metabolism and there's nothing to do, nothing you can do about it than it is to acknowledge that you haven't been doing the things that you want to do. But the latter is far more effective in creating 
uh, change within you. So that's an important thing to consider. Now, what this means for your fat loss is this, okay? There is an element that is out of your control for the most part, and that is your BMR, okay? Unless you want to gain significant levels of body fat, you're probably that BMR is probably going to go down simply because you're going to lose body fat. Even if you gain some muscle, it's probably going to go down a little bit. Your muscle, de- gaining muscle most definitely helps for sure, which is why it's always a focus um, when I'm working with clients who want to lose body fat to put some muscle on them, even as they're trying to eat in a calorie deficit so we can do our best to keep our BMR as high as we possibly can, okay? But again, if you lose overall body size, even if you gain some muscle, your BMR is going to slow down a bit and that's okay. Your body is doing what, is, what it's supposed to do. Nothing's broken or wrong with you. Outside of that, the next biggest thing is going to be your neat. And this is why we are always focusing on increasing steps as much as we possibly can or just sitting less. Now, you can say, okay, well, I sit less, I stand more, I do all these things. That's fantastic. But I encourage people to look at steps because this is what we can easily track, right? We can easily track this and say, okay, my average weight isn't changing as much as I want it to. I know I'm tracking accurately, but I haven't been tracking my steps. So let me start tracking my steps. Oh, I see that I've been getting 7,000 steps in a day when this whole time I had been assuming I was getting 12, right? In research, we even see that we notoriously over-report our energy expenditure or our, uh, excuse me, our, um, our activity levels, notoriously over-report our activity levels, notoriously under-report our calorie intake. (laughs) So there is going to be a clear discrepancy between what you think is going on and what is actually going on. And this is why I always love it when people track their steps so we can get a good idea of what their neat looks like. And I would even encourage you to take off your watch, your wearable, whenever you're doing um, formal exercise, going on a run, right? Take that off because we want you to, we want to encourage you to be active outside of exercise, outside of formal exercise. We want those steps coming from non-exercise activity. Okay. As far as your thermic effect of food, you can influence that a little bit. You are going to have some increased energy expenditure uh, or increased thermic effect of food as you have a better quality diet and as you get leaner. But again, this is a small portion of your total daily energy expenditure and there is no scenario in which you can have your thermic effect of food be higher than the amount of calories that you're burning, right? So you'll also hear a lot of people say this, well, we we should eat more often because it quote unquote boosts your metabolism. No, it does not, right? The more you eat, the, the more you're going to have a thermic effect of food for sure. But food, even if it's healthier and lower calorie, is so calorie dense in, comparis- in comparison to the amount of calories it takes to break down and digest that food. If we focus on eating more food as a means of increasing our energy expenditure, we're just going to get fatter because we're going to be eating far more calories than we need to maintain our weight, okay? So yes, thermic effect of food can be changed, but focus on improving overall diet quality, rather than adding more food and more calories to increase your thermic effect of food. Now, obviously your neat, or sorry, your eat, exercise activity, activity thermogenesis plays a role as well. But in my opinion, okay, if you wanna improve your body composition, anything that is extra that is added should be resistance training, okay? We only wanna add in more vigorous cardio if your main goal is body composition. If the calorie deficit needed Okay, is getting so low to a point that we might have a high likelihood of nutrient deficiencies. So we want to create a greater calorie deficit through exercise rather than reduce calorie intake so we don't have that chance of nutrient deficiency. Okay, now you can do that through steps outside of formal exercise, which I highly recommend, but you can add that through exercise activity thermogenesis as well, um, an extra resistance training workout, 
Um, that's only going to benefit your muscle and strength. As long as you have proper recovery, you can add an extra cardiovascular workout because your cardiovascular fitness and health is very important as well. It's kind of up to you and what you want out of your programming for the end goal that you have in mind. Okay. So hopefully this gave you a little bit more of an insight on how your metabolism works and the different components of your, of your metabolism and what you can do to positively influence your energy balance so that you can have an easier time losing body fat as you are in an energy or a calorie deficit. Now, if you feel like you've been doing these things, but you're just stuck and you're not getting where you want to be, just go ahead and go to Instagram and message me with the word stuck. And we'll see how I can help you get out of this place and finally get the results that you want. It's a lot of, it's a, it's, um, uh, how a lot of my clients felt before working with me. And now that we have an idea of everything that's going on, they're able to easily get results um, and continually progress over time instead of feeling stuck. It's pretty awesome. So anyway, hopefully this helped. If you have any other questions that you want to have answered on this show, again, go to Instagram. My handle is Adam Pullman underscore PT. You'll see that question box there on Sundays. That is your green light to ask as many health, fitness, and nutrition questions as you would like. And I'll go ahead and answer them for you here on the show. All right. Thanks for being here. We'll see you in the next one. If you're still here, listen up. Here's the thing. You have access to all the health and fitness information in the world, yet you may still find yourself feeling absolutely fed up with the way that you look, feel, and move. That's because it's not an information issue, but rather an implementation issue. What I do at Pullman Fitness is walk with you one-on-one -on -one through custom training and nutrition solutions so you can finally quit the guesswork, transform your body, and live life to the full. So if you're sick and tired of how you're looking, feeling, or moving, go ahead and message me on Instagram with the word call, that's C-A-L-L, call, and we'll see how I can best help you. And hey, if you enjoy the show, share the love by leaving a five-star rating and review and introducing the podcast to your friends and family. As always, thank you for listening. And until next time, this is the podcast.